From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, What's the matter? We're early hour number three. That's okay. <laughs> Big and wild outdoors. Uh, Braden, Glenn, get everybody and, on schedule. And Bill, Jonathan is out of the room. He's out of here. We've I, kicked him enough. out. I'll he's done. We're sick of I having think... to fight with him in the whole time during the break. No, actually, he's going to go over what, at the shop. And uh, what it what it was is this: he wanted to get out early, so he turned around, passed her a ten, and said, "Hey, cut the break a little early. <laughs> that way, I could go." Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and now he's downstairs letting Vince in. So, uh, you know, we're, we're placing one with another. It's no big deal. Uh, Glenn, I wanted your input on this because I called Bill George, and I'm assuming that it was last weekend because uh, I remember talking to him after the show. Apparently he doesn't remember, but uh, I had an individual call me right after the show. We were talking about uh, alligators and getting more people out and all that kind of good stuff. And... This may come back to you now. It may come back. I'm listening. I'm and, listening. And I thought it was a really good idea. If you purchase a lifetime sportsman's gold license, how about this? Ready? Yes. Yep. Go ahead. You purchase a lifetime sportsman's gold license. Not lifetime. Just a sportsman's gold. Hang on a second. All right. I'll give you my scenarios in a minute, mister. You purchase a lifetime sportsman's gold license, and what that also includes is a gator tag. One gator tag. Absolutely. Every single year that you own that thing and you are alive on God's green earth, you get to go out and kill one alligator. Now, it doesn't mean you cannot purchase other permits. I can tell you what, that would generate more lifetime sales of the license. Exactly. And now, on the other one, if you and I, as we do... Buy a sportsman's gold license for the year, then they put you into a different category where you are automatically in another drawing for actually being able to uh, maybe get an extra tag or two. I mean, uh, I'm in with that. If they just throwing it out there like that, there would have to be some more preliminaries and some sure. study done. But if uh, if it would support it. <laughs> Then uh, I would be in, but the lifetime would be, uh, uh, that's a, I that's think a that's no a great brainer. idea. Yeah. That's a no brainer because you know how many people that would incentivize to go out and buy Just one buy for it their and be kids. Done with it, and I can get one gator and I'll have to compete against exactly. the lottery. Why not? And and I think the state could do that and, and it would generate uh, the revenues and, that and they need a, to support no, no, the habitat. Think, think of this. You turn around, do that. The state could claim the feds money for till you're like 80 years old or something like that. I mean, they, they can get federal matching funds on that lifetime license sale. So they have reoccurring income coming for a long, long time. Then you turn around and, you know, it's real good incentive for that person to do it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not just, just no not, not, not I, me, but for my kids. So yeah. now your kids are also. And oh, no, we can't let anybody under 16 have a li- or 18 have a license. Purchase a lifetime license for your child as a sportsman's gold where it's covered on everything uh, under the sun. Then what you do is uh, that way they'll be happy. You can use it or not use it. You don't have to go and kill an alligator, but you, you know, you it's have yours that, to take. You, if it's you yours to take if you want it. it. And, 
And you know what? And if you think of it this way, it's an also an incentive so that a person who does go out and take it, they may not keep the meat or just want the meat, not the head and the hide, and they still make a little money off of it if they, you know, choose to. It's really to not even about if, making any money. It's I just know. the fact that uh, you have the opportunity, and I think it's something that maybe Bill, or you know what? It may be something that Braden. You might need to present that. Now, I did. I, I already kind of floated that. Bill's <laughs> <laughs> already taken it and run with it. So no. he got the bait and he's off. I'm I'm, down, I'm a half a spool. I'm, yeah. I'm down on the line. Well, I know last week I did talk about uh, some of the stuff that was coming about. We we touched on it brief, and I, and I was going to call Tallahassee just to confirm. And you did. And I did. I left a message, and then I called again and left the message, and then I got a return call. And was told that they would be contacting me before the week's out. Why didn't and, you just call Tony Young and then uh, he'll and, hook you uh, right Because more. they really couldn't answer the questions that was being asked. Well, you know, the without other Without going right to the, the, the credible source that would be able to uh, verify the information that I was requiring okay. or in, inquiring about. Now, what so, do you think about the other one where if a regular individual – I buy a sportsman's gold every year with the refish and take the dove survey and all the other stuff and do all that happy crud, sign up for the newsletter, donate an extra five bucks to the kids in the outdoors so they can go out, go fish and do all that stuff. So I spend the money. And now what that should do is incentivize people to go and step up and purchase a sportsman's gold, except for a duck stamp. And then you, uh, you can get put in for drawings a lot more, not just, you can pick the drawings that you want to be in. So I could pick an alligator or I could pick in a special opportunity hunt for sportsman's gold license holders only, uh, you know, that kind of thing where it's a hog hunt or a deer hunt, or maybe even a duck hunt or a dove oh, hunt. Oh, we might be discriminating against people who can't afford a Why? Full gold license. Why? They still have those opportunities. <laughs> But just in another way, you can still sign up. You can still go in and put in for quota hunts and everything else like that. If you want to go that route, fine. But if you want to skip all that and and help out in the long run, how is it being discriminatory when I'm spending three times as much money as a guy who just because goes out can. and buys a hunting license? You can spend that money. Yeah, but I save up Listen, for it. I, you a, know, I know it's a one year expense that I have to do each and every year. I'm I'm there with you. I'm I'm good. I was one of the first people. I'm number 48 to buy a lifetime's gold card, okay? Number 48 in the state. So I put my money where my mouth is a long, long time ago. But, uh, you know. Has that kept you from uh, uh, contributing in any other way to uh, the FWC at all? No, I just sent them a check for $42 or $44.75 yesterday <laughs> and spent $24 in postage to get it there overnight. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, I just think that if, they, if the state of Florida won, it'll help keep the numbers of alligators down because now you increase the number of alligator hunters who could do it all year round. Or if they have a certain season where you're allowed to go in a certain season for uh, that, but it also opens it up statewide. And and there are people who sit there and say, "Well, we can't get, we can't do it all year round because because the tag has to be done by the end of the year." And, da, 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 da. and the thing is, says we do not need a CITES tag in order to hunt an alligator in the state of Florida, other than the fact that that's the way FWC has chosen to do it at the moment. But they turn around. And other states, Mississippi, Texas, you can kill it. You may have a state tag, but if you want to export the hide, you get the CITES tag gotcha. and apply for it. Well, I think it's the, the needs further review. Well, do you think it's a good idea? I think, I think so. it's a good I idea. Think... Richard, do you think it's a good idea? I don't know. I didn't hear it because you, you cut me in right at the 
right when you said when the guy was talking about the end part. The who what part? Hi, Richard. I didn't get the whole. Hi, how you doing? Quit interrupting him. <laughs> well, you, you you cut me in where I went from the car into the house and listened to you on the phone, and I just got like five seconds before. What do you think, Richard? Yeah, there you go. So, what do you think? <laughs> what do you, what do you think, Richard? <laughs> not much, right? Not much, because I'm, I I made a comment on something before once that I didn't know what I was talking about, and it made me look like a you know. Well, the, the question was, is if uh, if you had the opportunity to buy a sportsman's gold license a lifetime, and if that also included a gator tag that could be used anywhere in the state, you know, we're, we're saying right now any time, but even during the season, would that be an incentive for, do you think, a lot of people to go out and purchase a sportsman's gold uh, license, a lifetime license? I would say definitely yes. Well, there's there's four votes for it, so there we go. We're all good. Well, then that's the popular vote, so therefore, nah, ain't happening unless we all get upset. <laughs> and if if my grandson was here, was he? Uh, I bought him a lifetime um, sportsman's tag already, and if he was, he just went ran out the door to go to a birthday party, which you know, the little girls are cute, so he goes. He's only six years old. He if Braden. He's a spitting image of my son, but five times smarter. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, hey, uh, you know, the lights are on all the time. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Okay. What I called about? Yes. I didn't know. If, I didn't know if you guys knew about um, next weekend at Tenor Rock, the FWC is having a um, hunting and shooting sports summit over there for Friday and Saturday. And it's about how to get youth into the shooting sports and into hunting and see about how to open up um, private property to get to allow youth to go out there and go hunting on. Hey, Richard, are you going to be going? Yes, sir. Why don't you ask them with all the hog rooting surrounding them and FWC owning the property and being the lead property manager, why they're paying to have hogs trapped from there when they could allow youth to hunt there at oh, Tenor Rock. That, that's, uh, that's one of, I already was asked that question by a friend of mine. And so that is number one question because, um, well, when I took my son for his first hog hunt, that was down Sarasota. And um, I think he was eight years old, and he used he used uh, um, thirty odd six. I had muzzle brakes on him. Of yeah, course, I was going to say that's a that's a pretty good boat. <laughs> yeah, but he he was he he learned how to lean into it and just kind of you know so it doesn't knock him on his butt. Plus, we were on a tree stand, and I had a four power power lapole scope on it, which. Even when it's halfway dark, it's brighter than anything. It's an old one. You know, I like the old scopes. They end up being a lot better glass, quality glass than what the newer stuff is. But he dropped one then, and he just loved it. You know, we still have the – he he has um, – I think he has his spear guns sitting up on him because I, I had the, the feet made into a like a gun rack. 
Ah, very nice. Well, you know, when you're out of Tenerock, make sure you go scout around there and then uh, go back and report to the FWC. You found some pretty good spots that you can go set up out there. Yeah. Wait, wait, I guess you you know where they are already. Uh, Bill George probably does. <laughs> just just look for the craters. On yeah, the side of the right. they're pretty easy to spot. Looks like grenade practice happened the night before. So uh, yeah, there's plenty of uh, places out there. Well, uh, have fun, have fun out there, and uh, put in your two cents worth because uh, without guys like you going in and voicing your opinion, uh, it's all death. It's you know, no one says anything, and no one, nothing happens. They do it their way. When my friends is going with me, yes, I do have more than one friend too. Um, I'll beat you to that one. Um, he has a drone that has a very good range, and we were thinking about going out there if we can get away, get off and fly the thing, and that way you go find the holes easier, wouldn't you? Sure, why not? Go go count the number of alligators. They only allow four to be taken out of all of Tinnerock. Yeah, well, we can we can have that conversation. I don't I don't mind, and, you know, like Braden knows, I'm not shy to be an antagonist. Well, if you and want to be an antagonist, Bill, just tell him Bill well, George okay, says hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you go and you, you just go in and I'll, sign I'll, in and I'll, use Bill George's name. That's all you got to do. That's what I was, I was just going to say. I'm, I think I'm going to sign in as him. Maybe, well, but then again, I might get thrown out. When yes, I, well, you, you might. Know, <laughs> you know, just wear a really bright Hawaiian shirt in there, and uh, they'll be looking for the guy in the Hawaiian shirt, and they'll go, that's him right there. And uh, then they'll toss you out of there, so it'll all be good. Richard, thanks for the call, man. I, we appreciate I, it. Go I, have fun. The Hawaiian shirt was what my wife suggested. I go over there. That way I'll be noticed. There you go. Uh, his uh, favorite color is the uh, Hunter's orange one with the bamboo leaf print on the front. <laughs> oh, I just have the one with all the flowers on it. That'll work, wear too. Wear Richard That'll and work send too. me a picture. That'll work, too. Either that or I'll just wear the Alaska one with all the all the animals all over it. There you go. That's all good, too. You know, just... But, hey, have a, great t- have a great life on that. I'm, you know... I'm done working for the next week. Oh, well, go go do something. Get out in the woods, man. Oh, uh, right. yeah. Thanks, Richard. Why do you have an air-conditioned blind someplace? Uh, no, no. Just take one of those little, oh, come uh, on. little battery fans little, with you. A little solar-powered one that yeah. you just make a little air-conditioner going, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Just go out there and get your little fan and get it going out there. Keep the mosquitoes off of you, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh no! But, you know we have those little. Um, I got. I got a. I just got up a little bit ago, so my mind's not roll, rolling. But you have the little uh, insect repellent guys. You just change the batteries, put the little cartridge in, and they there go. There you go. Know? There you go. Thermocell. Perfect thing. That's Thermo- perfect. Thermocell. Yeah, I like to say it's yeah. early. Yeah. All right, man. All right. See you, Richard. Thanks okay. for the call, man. Hey, everybody, have a great day and be safe and. Be hydrated. Yes. Next week's going to be hot. Yes, Yes. it is. For the next two days, it's going to be a scorcher out there, and uh, we're not going to get any rains until later on this afternoon or this evening over here on the West Coast. So 94 degrees. I'm actually looking for an opportunity to mow the yard. Man, my backyard is a jungle. I think that grass is about two and a half feet tall. (laughs) 
in the backyard. Uh, you know, just do the front one uh, so everybody's happy in the neighborhood. And uh, the backyard, it was like. Phew, just try to keep the grass mowed down to help the mosquitoes. I don't want to. Keep them from having a breeding spot. Well, I got All it. the water puddles. You know, I figured I'd go ahead and let it go wild for a while. Give the coyotes a chance and a place to hide for the in the neighborhood. So they're doing a great job of keeping the uh, neighborhood cats down. So uh, it's all good. They're just wow. doing what coyotes do. Getting out there, although they're, they're they're really starting to tick me off because they're digging into my uh, apocalypse food out there. I've Your seen squirrels? the no, my squirrels and my uh, my scope my Muscovy ducks are the numbers are going down, and I don't like to see that, especially well, on the chicks. Why don't you put put a few uh, snares out? Can you do that legally in Pinellas County? I guess you can. Why not? Yeah. How am I going to dispatch it? Meat cleaver, you think? Machete, axe. Oh, just pick it up. 300 Win Mag. 300 Win Mag, sure, in Pinellas County, sure. that Nobody's going to hear that. <laughs> no. I mean, it was just the car door slamming. <laughs> it's the 4th of July again. Somebody just do, shot a cannon do, off do in the backyard down the street. Do you want a bang stick in 22 Mag or I don't 22 get, Hornet? I don't want to get that close. Not a snarling, nasty boy that I got you know hung up on the back leg or something. Snared up over there if he doesn't get him around the you-know-where, so... Well. I'd have to walk out there in a capecapow. And- well, well, Glenn, you t- we started talking about uh, you calling Tallahassee, but did you want to talk about that at all, or you want to let that go? Are you ashamed? Well, I did tell them that uh, I would like to be a part of uh, real news instead of any fake news uh, that's always, you see, happening all over. But um, But you seem to have all the insight. So if you want to bring it up, you're more than welcome to. So I mean, what was the reason why you made Glenn call Tallahassee, Bill George? Well, I, I turned around right Friday last week, a week ago f- from this last Friday. I had found out that the FWC has started to issue tech, uh, targeted harvest areas to nuisance trappers to go out to our boat ramps around Polk County and yes. other counties. Um and and allow those people to start to harvest alligators that they can get to that they the, that they determine are uh, are nuisance the, that the nuisance trapper decides is a nuisance <laughs> and there is no real restriction on them they other than they have to stay within a hundred foot of the property of that boat ramp property mm-hmm. okay and they turned around. And of course, they they try and spin it now. It's public safety issue, but when they turned around, it, they put it out there for the permit. It wasn't for public safety. These are the words they issued to the the nuisance trappers in response to updated alligator population management objectives. Uh huh. Okay. Targeted harvest areas for blank county public access areas have been established. Not due to public safety. It's they have new population management objectives. In other words, they want to reduce the population. And so, they're, they're giving these tar- these people access to the places. Well, when you say these people, they're not doing the, anything no, wrong. They are not, the nuisance trappers provide a service. Correct. But you take something that they make money on, okay, by going and getting an alligator, a they get thirty dollars from the state to to collect that alligator, which ain't nothing. Which is nothing. But then they, if they collect a big one, they could sell it for a good chunk of change. The smaller ones really aren't worth anything. 
Okay. And I'm good with that. But but they're going and doing it in the same places in which they just sold extra permits for for us to have access. And to. that's what I sure. have an issue with. Why would they issue such a thing prior to the opening of the recreational side of it or the public hunts to allow this to take place? Only because if you do that, then you're reducing the, the – my anticipation is on an annual basis that I'm going to be able to go out and try to – uh, get two tag two gators if i got two tags to do the hunt but if you go out there and they're already skittish or hard to get i have a limited time but the nuisance trapper they have or used to have a limited amount of time to take care of these situations when they become a nuisance but if they're out there at any given time during the day uh, and such as that then we're we're already at a disadvantage yeah they can collect the uh, they can take the gator with hook and line with bait on it versus what we have to do to go out and try to get it with just the way that we're allowed. I am fully supportive of nuisance trappers being able to turn around and service the public when there is a threat to the human or livestock or something else. That's their job. That's, that's the job. I am against any public area being given to a nuisance trapper for new population objectives and that's what i really just want to confirm is it is it a population control or is it a nuisance alligator trying to be removed from an area well well, why don't you just request the emails as they were given to the nuisance trappers which will have the language in which i just quoted is that something that you just requested and got i got it (laughs) but i did request copies of the permits and in polk county alone 46 lakes Wow. 46, well, 46 boat ramps. And that doesn't mean they can't get out there with electronic calls and oh, make them well, come to they, them. they are. All right, hold that thought. We are okay. big and wild okay, outdoors. Got to take a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. Well, thank goodness for that. Welcome back, everybody. It's the big and wild outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Bill George, Jonathan left, and so guess who decided to crawl in here? Vince Noble. Vince Noble decided to uh, come in and have a seat. Uh, Mr. Live, Big Sugar. Mr. Uh, Big Easy, Sugar. Easy, hold on now. Mr. Big TV star, uh, living the water life, Big water life sugar. TV on uh, Carbon TV. Is that going to be his new nickname, Big Sugar? Big, Big sugar. sugar. Awesome. Big Sugar. Get me started. And uh, he's uh, came in because he had a big old giant uh, big fishing trip out in Louisiana. Went out there and uh, hung out with Captain Jim Pollard, and uh, they hooked up with some captain out there by the name of... Uh, captain Calvin Duvall, Duvall's Cajun Charters. There you go. So uh, he's going to be calling the show here in a little bit, so we'll get to talk to him and get the real truth on what they actually caught, because ask Vincing over a beer is you're going to get all <laughs> kinds of crazy, crazy talk. I got to see Vince this past week at the uh, uh, St. Pete Open kickoff party. It went out there uh, to Wing House over here with the kids. Didn't have to cross a bridge to get there, so it was all good. And um, we went out there and hung out with everybody from the St. Pete Open. Uh, and um, we met a nice uh, guy who's going to be running for the uh, U.S. Senate. Congressman. Uh, congressman, yeah. yeah congressman. Um, nice guy, young guy here. He's going to be going up against Charlie Crist. And hopefully we'll get him in the studio here pretty soon because um, – he wants to put in his two cents worth. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, he's a big conservation guy. He's a big fisherman, and he likes to get out and play out in the outdoors and all that kind of good stuff. Something I don't think I ever saw Charlie Crist ever do. But anyway, well, 
uh, we got to talking, and uh, of course, Vince, right off the bat, starts throwing around, you know what you need to do? You need to take a look at that big sugar. Big sugar going out there. You see what they're doing down south. You need to get in there and, and, and yeah, do that's it. That's because he's un- uninformed. You, you got to get out there, and uh, you know, you got to shut them down. And do, uh, I didn't say shut them down. Now, hold on. No, no, they need no. to reevaluate what they're doing, not shut them down. So, you, can't, you can't dump all that crap out in the water whoa, whoa, and expect whoa, whoa, whoa. it. To the, to, to the point, I said, I cannot believe that you swallowed the big sugar hook, man. Oh, I mean, my seriously. gosh. He, he hook lining in a whale. You know, hook line and cane that's what he's got so you know after we had our little conversation and he said i'm going to come in on the show on saturday and i said that's fine well uh we'll talk about it a, uh, a little bit later and we'll we'll get into it hard he because needs, vince needs to educate himself so I went on, and did a little, he sure does yeah. i went and did a little research and all that kind of good stuff but before we talk to uh captain uh calvin who's now on the line I want to leave you with this before we we go. We'll talk about it after we talk to your captain. Is that all right? All right, let's do that. Did you know that Big Sugar actually did what Texas did, all the ranchers did to the state of Texas? Big Sugar said, you know what? Fine. If you don't want us here, buy all the land from us. We'll leave. We'll get out of here. We'll do it. We'll sell all this land to you to the state of Florida. It's all yours. You can take it back. All 300 square miles of it. Take it back. And you know what the state of Florida did? They no, said no, no, that's okay. But no, what, no, we want you to stay. It's okay. It's okay. No big deal. What about the people who make the living boom, down boom, boom, there boom, boom, on you know, fishing charters? And you know, the, you live on that water, and you have so that green crap. So they're making a live it. So you mean to oh, tell me? Man. So you mean I, to tell me that uh, they've never experienced well, red tide like well, this let's before? Well, let's talk to the gentleman on the yeah, phone. Yeah, we got. We and got then the we captain. will educate. Calvin, help a brother out. Then we'll educate Vince on what he's trying to talk about. Hi, Captain Calvert. How you doing, Vince? Good, brother. No, How no, are you? No, this is the guy that's important. This you you don't want to talk to him. You're talking to Braden. This is not Vince. This is Braden. <laughs> How you doing, Braden? What's going on? How you doing there? Uh, now, uh, you fish out there off the coast of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. Where you go? Louisiana, southeast Louisiana. We fish them coastal marshes. Okay. Uh, off of where? Where do you go out of? Out uh, of Delacroix, Louisiana. Delacroix down there? I understand. I know where that is. That's good redfish territory down there. Uh, yes, sir. We 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 hammer the redfish. Now, do you go offshore at all? Do you get out to the oil rigs, get some red snapper? I don't actually fish offshore. I have some friends that do, but uh, it, it just I, I do the coastal marshes. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this: since we're on the subject of uh, red tide, big sugar, blah blah blah, all the other stuff like that, you know, you guys experienced the uh, the little BP spill that went on out there. How are you guys looking out there these days after the you know the devastation that happened out there in your state? Uh, we're fully recovered. I mean, the fish uh, population has come back ten st- you know, strong. Uh, you know, we have a lot of small fish in the marshes right now. We have some, some ver- really big fish in the marshes also. But I mean, uh, the population looks great for the future. That's impossible. You can't be telling the truth because every naturalist and environmentalist told us that you guys are not going to have fish there for generations. Well, I'm not an expert scientist, but I'm a fisherman, and uh, I see what goes on every day on the water. Okay. I just wanted to verify. You know, someone who actually knows what they're talking about because he's there every day. So uh, uh, how'd the fishing go? Because I can't ask Vince because all kinds of lies will come out of there. They ain't that bad. The Sicilians, you know, they kind of stretch things, you know. and. Yeah, we had them on the water a couple Fridays ago, and uh, we showed them what the Louisiana marshes were all about, you know, uh, big Louisiana redfish. Now, what were you fishing out there? Were you fishing jig, topwater, shrimp? What, what were you doing? Yeah, we were uh, fishing, uh, say, 12 inches under a popping cork with live bait, live shrimp. 
Uh, we did throw a few spoons, uh, but the water was a little murky, so we couldn't really do any sight fishing. Mm-hmm. And you guys did pretty good, from what I understand on Facebook, unless he took pictures from somebody else's posts. <laughs> you uh, killed me. No, they, they all come off of the boat. You know, we all we, we we did pretty well. Oh, so they all came off the boat, but he didn't catch them. I, come on, I, well, hold on now. I caught I caught the first keeper of the day. He did. He, he did. He, you know, Vince caught some fish. Uh, Captain Jim, he he caught he caught a really nice fish. You know, uh, should have some good video of that one. Very nice. Now, uh, you run these charters. I mean, this is your livelihood. You go out there every single day? Yes, sir. Seven days a week. Wow. Now, is that what everybody seems to be targeting out there in your area is just redfish, or do they try to go out and get some trout or snook? Well, or coming any- up, the, the fall's coming, so the, the, the trout run's about to start. It actually started uh, last week a little bit. We started, uh, I found some trout, speckled trout, but uh, it Come September, October, November, most of the people that book, uh, that's all they want to fish is speckled trout. Because really? that's, that's one of our busiest times for trout. Really? I, I mean, mean that... our, our limits are a lot different than y'all's. We can keep 25 a person, 12 <laughs> inches and up. Wow. So that's we, just we, crazy. We, you know, we fill, up, we fill up ice chests. We don't just put a couple in the booth. Well, that's because you, you turn it around. Louisiana takes more than their fair share. Oh, is that no, what it is? Bill, yeah. don't even go there. Especially no, wait, wait. Those migratory fish. Yeah. Especially when it you comes to... You know, us cages down here, you know, we, uh, we, we don't worry. You you know, we we got to worry about the limits because of the law, but, you know, we like to eat a lot of fish, so That's we, we want to make sure we got our freezer stocked. How, how many redfish can you keep? We can keep five redfish per person, 16 to 27, and one of those five can be over 27. See, and you know what, uh, and I know that uh, Bill George was kind of joking about it, but uh, you guys do seem to get the blame for the uh, the devastation of the red snapper population, uh, you know, along the Louisiana-Texas coast. And, uh, of course, our divers here off the West Coast complain that they have to machete their ways through all the snapper out here to get to the bottom to the grouper. But uh, NOAA and all the other fisheries will tell you that we just don't have that many out here. You know, there's just not that many. And, well, uh, I don't dive. I mean, I do fish snapper, but I don't. I don't charter for it. I mean, I, I do it as a, a hobby. Uh, but the guy, the guys I know that dive, it's the same thing out here. We we have the oil wells. Y'all don't have them. Y'all yeah. have natural reefs and stuff. Yeah, our oil wells are our reefs. And the guys when they go to dive an oil well looking for, you know, like grouper and stuff like that, your same thing. They got to beat through the snapper to get to them. Yeah, yeah. And then but- when you, then they tell me when you're fishing them. You drop a line down, you can't get a line to the bottom because before you get down there, you're hooked on a snapper. Yep, that's but true. Like, like you say, the population supposedly at zero, but I hear they got more snapping down than they ever had. Yeah, you know, and you would think that, uh, I know the, with the, uh, our captains out here who do uh, charters offshore and all that stuff, of course, they're very vocal when it comes to that stuff and very defensive about it because, like you just pointed out, they're out there every day, so they know what they're talking about. Whereas uh, a lot of these guys from NOAA, uh, you know, flying drones over trying to look at uh, pods of red snapper 150 feet below the surface is not really a very good way to actually do it. But not at all. Uh, you know, but not, I heard you guys had a great time. I mean, do you fish for what three days, four days? Where we how long? We were out you? there for we were out in Louisiana for about three days. We fished with Galvin for the all Friday. And then we hooked up with them at the Louisiana Sportsman Expo. Yeah. Oh, how did that go? Long. That was awesome. We had a great, great, great time. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, the Louisiana Sportsman's Expo, I can only imagine, is probably packed to the gills. Yeah, the, the one the, the one they have in the Superdome is a smaller one. It, it used to be very large prior to Katrina, and they the Superdome got messed up, and they moved it to Gonzales, Louisiana, which is about 40, 50 miles from New Orleans. 
and there's a bigger venue because now they have they have a big outside fairground and everything. So it, it, that's the in uh, I think it's in March. That's the huge one. If y'all can make that one, come on down. No, I'm just you'll, saying, you'll get you'll I'm get just, to see some things you've never seen before. I'm trying to imagine the fact that I, I, I in my mind I've been in the Superdome many many times, stood on the 50 yard line many many times, and I'm thinking to myself. It got too big for the Superdome, and they had to move it somewhere else because, you know, Crazy. it was just too small for it. And I'm, it was busy there, too. I'm thinking, holy moly, man, do you know how big the Superdome is inside? I mean, seriously. that's, that's... I think the estimated uh, crowd at uh, one day at the Gonzalez show was like half a million people. <sighs> that's wow. insane. That's, that is crazy. But I know that... Uh, I know that's one of the big shows in the uh, Southeast for sure, <clears throat> and you see a lot of new products. It's kind of like iCast here in Florida when it comes to the Correct. fishing kind of thing, and you get to see all kinds of the new innovations and things uh, for that show. I know it's big. One of the craziest things I saw, and, and, and Captain Calvin's like, I got to show you how I flay my fish. So we after the you know we get off the boat at the end of the day, he throws <laughs> all these fish on the table. I'm like, well, how are you going to flay your fish, dude, with a knife? He's like, no. He busts out a sawzall with a flay knife on the end of it. There you go, Glenn. It was insane. How many times? How many? How many electric knives have you burned up in your lifetime, dude? Uh, that's why I went to the saws. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say uh, probably twenty a year. Oh man! You now, know, are you I, have, I've, I haven't burned up one of the saws yet. I did snap a blade off, and I can't get it out the chuck, so I had to get a new one. Now you're talking uh, about like a battery powered saws I mean, no. no, I use the. I it's, it's a single handed rigid. Yeah. Uh, but I use the corded because I find the corded's more balanced. The batteries are too he- too heavy towards the handle because of the big heavy battery, and it just doesn't feel right. So I like the corded one. Yeah. I might have to try that because I have I got wore, a video. I'll show you. I, I have worn them out just like what you're describing, and of course the older ones that had the aluminum rails, the, the guides for the blades, they they ha- they ha- right. they handle the pressure. And they'll last, but you, I'm running out of yard sale specials, so I can tell you. <laughs> they just don't make them anymore. You know, I, I laugh now, about it, but I, I had somebody tell me that there's another one they saw. I don't know if you might have seen it out there, but there's an electric chainsaw that they make. It's a small little chainsaw. It's got like maybe a 16-inch uh, you know, uh, bar on it, but the blade is made to cut through meat and bone. So when you're cleaning yeah. elk. So you don't have to just, you know, sit there and saw it. You just take this little right. electric, uh, you know, chainsaw and cut up your elk with it. I was like, now, what I can tell you about the Sawzall, you don't want to use it on speckled trout or anything with like a, a soft meat fish. You want to use it on redfish, <laughs> snapper. Uh, big bone fish. Jacks, yeah, big bone sheepheads, fish tuna. It, it just, it, it just got too much power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be good for crappie. I can tell you. I there watching no, them. No. Like, you got to be kidding there me, There might dude. not be any meat left to eat. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Well, you guys, uh, you call them, we call them Sokolis out there. We so. call them Sokolis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had to be more sensitive. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call it a crappie. Uh, hey, we got to take a quick break. Can you stay with us for a while, Captain? Yeah, I got a few minutes. All right. Well, don't go anywhere. Go grab a cup of coffee. Go use the restroom real quick. and uh, We'll put we'll you on be, hold. We'll put you on hold. We'll get you when we come back. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. Go out and see them today. It'll be a good day to go do some shopping. It's going to be hotter than all get out. Yes, they have air conditioning. Uh, and, of course, uh, Brandon Ford. Get out there and buy your brand-new truck because your air conditioner don't work in the old one no more. Go get a new one. It's all good. We'll be back. Here we go. 
Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Bill George, Vince Noble, and Captain Calvin Duvall. He's calling in from uh, Louisiana. He's out there in, uh, where are you living at? Where, where are you at in Louisiana? We live in Chambet. Uh We fish out of Delacroix, Louisiana, which is about 35 miles, about 35 minutes southeast of downtown New Orleans. Good Lord, man. Could you be more Cajun-y out there? I mean, my <laughs> Lord. I mean, seriously. I mean, that's that's... That's that other side of town. That's on the other side of. Uh, it's on the west side and everything else. That's even worse than on the east side of, of New Orleans. Because over there, you know, you got Biloxi, yep. and then you get to Picayune and all that stuff. It's it's so different on the west side yep. than it is on the east side. It's unbelievable. If I if I make a trip out there, is it a good place to get a mofalada? Oh, a what? <laughs> you got to go any to mothers. Store, any store you stop in. Okay. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go to mothers. Boudin. You got to. You got to go to mothers in uh, in uh, New Orleans. Get one of those really nice ones, man. Big fat John. I don't know, man. We had what was the name of that restaurant we went to, Calvin? We went to uh, Southside Cafe. Good lord, we had out. we had the uh, the, the seafood muffaladas. Yeah. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. It had shrimp, clams, and. Um, Fish, whatever fish they had, fish of the day. Shrimp, oysters, and fish. It yeah. was amazing. You know, but the amazing thing about the muffalata sandwich, as you call it, muffalata sandwich. Muffalata. Oh, my goodness. Uh, is is the the cultural diversity that goes into making that sandwich that nobody knows about. I mean, I think every culture from Germany to everybody else is, is in that sandwich. From Italy to France, I mean, everybody is all in that sandwich. And it is delicious. Well, and if you can eat, if you can eat a whole one, man, dude. You, 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 I mean, seriously, I can only do a half. Oh, it killed me. You ate a half. I, I ate mean, a half, I, you get and, one, I, and I was choking it down. You get one piece and two beers, and that's all you need, buddy. I mean, that's it for the day. Well, New Orleans is such a diverse place. I mean, it, you know, we have called, it's so many different cultures in one confined area. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, yeah, but you know, with that last name of yours, man, that doesn't sound too Arcadian. Where in the heck did your people come from, man? Duval? That's uh, what is that English? Uh no, it's actually uh, it, it's Cajun. Uh, my grandfather, he actually grew up in the walls. My grandmother was from the Lockport Golden Meadow area, which is if you blink and miss the red light, you went right through it. Did you say Metairie? Uh, you know, so uh, it just it, it's. You know, it, it's really spelled, uh, it's got the little asterisk at the end, which we have lost over the years. It's the Valier. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to put an EX on the end. Then you'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be all good. Well, what right. are you going to do today? I mean, uh, how's the weather? How are things going? Uh, I mean, you guys I'm are... actually in Jackson, Mississippi. I got a booth at the, uh, they, they're big, uh, extrav- uh, wildlife extravaganza. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to head in there now to get the booth set up. Nice. Trying to, uh, trying to get some you know, trips from up in the, the mid-south Mississippi area. There you well, go. If, yeah. if people were going to come out to Louisiana to really target some fish, what, what would be the time of year that you would suggest people try and make their calendar open? It all depends on what you want to fish. I mean, uh, like I say, we get ready to get into We We kind of break it down. We don't do seasons. We do, uh, we call it the, the gold rush and the silver run. The gold rush is the redfish. And the silver run is our speckled trout. Now, we catch all the species of fish along with these fish, but that's what we mainly, you know, that's what we specialize in targeting. Uh, we're getting ready to get into our silver run, which we have two a year. Uh, we have the spring and the fall. And then the gold rush is, you know, pretty much all summer long. It's funny, the dead of winter, they get into the deep holes and we fish them on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, 
I mean, one of my favorite things to do, but you can't, it's kind of hard to do with a good, a group of people on board. You just have to have one or two people. I have a sight tower I put on my boat and we get out there and we get the real shallows and the grass and sight fish them and throw uh, artificial lures at them, spoons, yeah. top water, jigs, stuff like that. That's always a lot of fun. But do you, do you guys catch any snook up there? Is that a big popular fish at all or no? No, I, I don't think I've ever heard of a snook coming out of Louisiana waters. Our water is just too, even when it's clean, it's too dirty and not salty <laughs> enough for them. Really? You think uh, so? Because we have the river that dumps right in on top of us. Right. I mean, the Mississippi River comes all the way down through the United States and just dumps out in our lap. Yeah, and you would think Which that was... makes for, I mean, it makes for a great estuary for... You know, redfish and speckled trout and other, like, huh? many, many other species of you know, fish and aquatic animals. Huh? But it just, it, it does, we have a lot of brackish water. I mean, uh, we catch speckled trout almost to the Gulf. Well, how much industry I mean, I'm sorry, do you we think? catch bass almost to the Gulf. How much industry do you think's along that Mississippi River dumping out there? Really, dude? Uh <laughs> Well, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a pollution issue. It's just, you know, all every, if it rains in Michigan, you know, Three days later, we get it in Louisiana. Yeah, and it's gone through uh, underneath all those tugboats and all that petroleum and all that stuff and made it out there just nice and easy. Man. And we still have fish. <laughs> and you still got all fish over. all over the place, man. <laughs> By the cooler right. fools. Now, do you, guys, do you guys got the same problem we do? I mean, you get the red tide bloom every once in a while when the water gets a little bit warm up there, or is uh, the Mississippi keep it nice and cool, and since it's brackish, it doesn't grow? Well, no, we do. We get it. Uh, Lake Pontchartrain gets it a good bit when they open up the spillways. Uh, we get it around the mouth of the river, uh, but not as bad as y'all do. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, well, you know, but Lake Pontchartrain is not as big as Lake Okeechobee. So, I mean, that's literally a gulf in itself. So it's a little different water situation. He I kept think. saying right. pond. I'm like, we're not in no pond, bro. That thing's huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I took them in some ponds to go redfish. And they're like, what lake is this? Is this a pond? They're like, we can't see the other side. I said, I'll, bring you a lake a little, I'll show you a lake a little later. You know, you know I brought them out in Lake Bourne. Yeah, well, you know, I always loved, uh, you know, as a kid going out and going crabbing in the ponch train, and people were like, you're catching crab, that's on the freshwater lake. I go, Who, who's telling you that lie? I mean, there's, right. there's all kinds of stuff in there. Louisiana is a very diverse place, and uh, it's kind of like Florida, where you think there wouldn't be a fish living in there because it's covered with grass, and it may only be 10 inches deep, and you go out there and you're pulling out 40-inch reds, man. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. I mean, we do it all the time, you know. I mean, half the time, some of the the water's so shallow, half their backs are sticking out the water. Yeah, it's crazy to if, watch. If people are coming out there, who do they? how do they get a hold of you? What's your website, phone number, and all that good stuff? My website is www.duvalscajuncharters.com, and my phone number is 504 957 Four five four nine. Nobody, nobody can understand a word you just said with all that, <laughs> with all that cotton I in your to mouth. I it to you. With all that cotton in your mouth, you Cajuns, man, I swear, talking in the back of your mouth like that. I can't nobody, can't nobody hear you, man. They heard you quite well. That was pretty good, right? No, no, that's not bad at all. Hey, you got to remember where my daddy's from. I spent too much time down there in southern Louisiana. I probably even know this guy. I mean, uh you know, everybody, I remember when uh, swamp people first came out, and they're like, no wonder they got captions over there. They can't understand a word they're saying. I went, dude, that sounds like every uncle I ever met in my life. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Going out there fishing on the barge, man, with them yo-yos catching sockeles all night, man. Trust me. I mean, uh, <laughs> fish fries like you wouldn't believe. Huge big fish fries. Well, we're going to get Calvin oh, down here. We're going to do some fishing down here with him. Well, you're going to just freak him out. him out, man. Get him on hooked on a couple of snook, and he'll he'll be freaking the freak out. Oh, uh, that's one, that's one of my bucket list fish. What's the other ones? 
Uh, tarpon. Uh, we do have a few tarpon in Louisiana, but they, it's they real hard to hard to target. Uh, want to catch a billfish? Not really concerned with con. I want to go to South America and catch a peacock bass. A real peacock bass. You don't have to go to South America. You just go to Miami. Go to Miami. <laughs> There's none left. Go, go, go to Miami. There's none left. Everything's dead in the water. Oh, now. that's you right. Know how yeah. it is. Big sure they killed yeah. everything. Everything's yeah. gone. You guys suck. Killed yeah. everything. Now. Killed everything. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find some iguanas and a couple of pythons. You can yeah. do that instead. It's all. We good. actually <laughs> want to take them and do some handlining on the Goliath grouper. Yeah, that's not going to be fun for you, they, man. They're no, seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're gone, too. There's, there's only four or five of them left. So. Yeah. I want to catch a Goliath on a rod and reel, and I, they talked me into catching one on a handline, but I definitely want to catch one on a rod and reel. You know what? You're going to prove you're a real man. We'll give you a Yoyito, and you can uh, bring in that Goliath grouper on the Yoyito. I got two at the house. There you go. Put some uh, hundred. So you're going to have to show me what that is. Uh, that, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm getting ready to say down here in Louisiana, but I'm not used to saying up here in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that's kind of got me a little thrown off yeah. it's you know, a, you know, geographically. Yeah, it's a hand line that'll fit no, in the palm of your hand. It, it's made by Duncan. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's like a little yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah, where you are, you're considered a Yankee to us, man. Seriously. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny from where I'm from. If you're above I, you know, I-10, you consider the Yankee. That's but, right. Uh, that's right. You know. you're, you're above that. Well, no, you're way below that. You're below 10. Seriously. Yeah, well, we're, we're, yeah, we're right below 10. I mean, 10 runs right through New Orleans. Well, before we let you go, Captain, uh, you got a Facebook page or anything else like that that we could uh, link up there and put up on our uh, on our Facebook page and kind of help you out a little bit if somebody's looking to go to Louisiana and get some stuff done? Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, our Facebook page is Duval's Cajun Charters. Uh, you know, if I, and then I have a personal page, which links right to it. You know, that's just under my, you know, Captain Calvin. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get all that information from Vince because I'm sure he has it tattooed on his butt I somewhere. Got it. So, uh, <laughs> if you go to livingthewaterlife.com, it's on there. Oh, wow. There you go. Cool. There's there's a plug for his show. So there of course. you go. Come on now. Well, Calvin, man, I tell you, it's been a pleasure. And as uh, Glenn pointed out, we need to have you on about once a month. Oh, I appreciate it. I'd love to. Uh, thank you all for having me. Yeah. Well, you'll have to call us from the water sometime and tell us how things are going out there while you're out there not messing around up there in Mississippi. Thanks, Captain. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good day. See you, brother. brother. Be good. Be good. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. And welcome back Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, I tell you what, I'm glad we have some of these off-air conversations because it would be (laughs) terrible on air. You know... Years and years and years of radio, and I uh, learned a long time ago that these microphones, you just can't trust them. You got to be careful. You got to be careful because Bill George just let into Vince like a cat. If on you're a listening, lizard. Jonathan, you can pat Bill on the back when you see. You wanted to say something before we start beating be- you up. Before you or? start beating me up again, I got to thank you guys. You know, with all the <laughs> promotions and. You always talk about Brandon Ford all the time. Me and my wife went out and we purchased a car. Went down and saw Brooksy down there at Brandon Ford. And I'll tell you what, quality, class, and it was the easiest buy I've ever done in my life. Yeah, really? Um, I mean, did you tell him that you time. knew us or did that not yeah, know? No, well, Brooksy knows me from you know the show and everything else. So he knew who I was. But even with that being said, the sales guy didn't know us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bro- Brooksy actually gave us a twenty percent increase because of you guys. Oh yeah, well there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. No, it was it was a great experience, and you know, and I, and I can't thank you guys enough for always, you know, being Brandon Ford's you know 
chariot because it, it got me to go down there to go buy a car. Very cool. Well, and we're glad that it all worked out. What did you end up getting? Uh, we ended up getting a, um, a 2018 Ford Focus. Yeah. Great on gas car. mileage. Yeah, I mean, it's a little car, but it, you know, it obviously does... it's not your car. No, you it's can't just the wife's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, you can't remember it. And we got her a something Focus, I think it was. It, it's in. blue. It's There you go. It's Low to the ground. It's a Ford. It's great on gas mileage. So. It's easy for you to just open the door and roll out. Oh, uh, no. Not that we have uh, very much time left in the show, but, uh, you know, Vince, of course, I alluded to the fact that we talked to this guy who was running for uh, uh, Congress, and uh, uh, Vince immediately jumped on him about Big Sugar, and I went, I can't believe he swallowed the Big Sugar hook, man. I mean, and uh, I talked to Bill George about it this week because, you know, he's a numbers guy, and I was a numbers guy, and I went and did some research on it, and not only did I find out just about how many tons of nitrogen is falling from the skies on during the rainy season in Florida when we have heavy rains like this over a long period of time, how much is actually put back into the rivers and streams. But then I, just on a whim, I said, you know what, I'm going to try to figure out how many square miles of golf courses there are as compared to how many golf, how many square miles of big sugar. And, of course, the sugar industry takes over about 300 square miles at the very bottom of Lake Okeechobee, uh, not all of that is planted. Some of that is road. Some of that is, you know, processing and all the other stuff. It's not just planted, you know, sugarcane. But when it comes to uh, uh, acreage for uh, golf courses, the average golf course can go anywhere from 60 to 200 acres. And you have over uh, almost five, uh, almost 1,500 golf courses in the state of Florida. And the vast majority of those are located where? Along the the coasts, west and east coasts. And if you look at the concentrations of those golf courses, they literally are from Tampa to Naples. That's the vast majority of them along there. And then on the east coast, they're on the same area as the St. John's River and everything else that flows all that way on either side of it, all the way down to Miami. So when you think about where all the nutrients are being picked up for the most part on streams and rivers and canals and sewers and everything else and uh, dumped into those rivers along with what happens in the headwaters up around Orlando, uh, Kissimmee, all those areas right there all combining in and crashing in just before all of it gets released, before it even gets to Big Sugar that's happening happening down in Port Charlotte. Yeah, those arrows, the water doesn't flow north. Unless no, I understand that. And so but Big Sugar being south and these discharges are coming from the north. So you guys are sitting here telling me there's not a problem. We're not no. saying there's no not a problem, the, but the, it's not just one it's person. It's not Big Sugar. It, it's, it, it's the majority of it down there. Sugar. Down there it is. No, no it, it isn't. It has to be. No, it's, it isn't. It, it, dude, you That's gotta like remember. saying last night's dinner made you, made you chunky. I'm sorry. We we you know we talked it. about the, how, how long has it been since we've had a rainy season like we've had right now. It's been a few. It's been a long time, and, and it's just like when we were out in Wyoming, and uh, all of a sudden it rained one time and it hadn't rained for five years, and then once it rained when it did, and the whole world smelled like death. And we looked at each other and went, what is that horrible smell? They said, well, you got to remember, there's stuff out here that's been desiccated for five years. And now all of a sudden, 
it's all rehydrated all at one time. So when you have that much rain flushing the roads, the the, the golf courses, your neighbor's yard, your roof, the septic tanks, the septic tanks all that stuff, it's got to go somewhere. It doesn't just evaporate back into so, the sky. So what's what's the fix then? What's if, the fix? You get let's, let's you get two, you get, you get seven point five million people to move out of the state of Florida. That's and your quit, fix. Qu- let let Miami flood like it used to. Sure. Let all your you're stopping. You're putting what water does fall on our land on a fast track instead of being slow Filtered and perk. Out. Okay, we are putting it in ditches. And that's like that picture I showed you. The flow used to go all over. Now it's going in two different directions. That's because we north, where those we two different directions are going, east and west. North of Big Sugar, not after Big Sugar. Yeah, yeah look yeah. at the map. Go look at, you, go look at your map. <laughs> the thing is, is the canals and the rivers that are all let, flowing Let me ask there. you this, Vince. In 1840, that's whenever a lot of the... It was noted, and in 1793, the first recorded case occurring of the red tide was in British Columbia, Canada. But in 2005, the Canadian red tide was discovered to have come further south than in years prior by the ship Oceanus, closing shellfish beds in Maine and Massachusetts. They dumped their ballast here. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's a natural phenomenon. And, yes, there is some contributing factors that may excel it, maybe. But I'm not talking about the red tide. I'm talking about all the green algae that's down there. That's on top of the water. And that's the, do you know what red tide is? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an algae bloom. Yeah, it's okay. a different algae bloom besides yeah, but, the green one. He, he's not afraid of the red one. He just don't like the, the green, green one. I can take yeah. you. To, I can take you to two lakes right now that are completely covered with green slime. And I can show you. And one. I can guarantee you that every fish underneath there is happy as a clam, because it's on top of the water. It's not underneath decaying and taking oxygen out of the water. Now it will. I will once say it, does, it will kill it, it if it does get right. real big. Because yeah. I can show you some pits that are. Uh, next to some wastewater treatments, and uh, they do have an occasional fish kill from all that algae. But it's coming from the discharge of their reclaimed water or a spillage. And that's what happens when we have all this rain. Everybody's septic tank overflows, gets pumped out into this or that, and we have, like, happened in St. Pete where everything just pumped right into the Gulf and let it do what it's got to do. you got to remember that we live over here. You and I both live in Pinellas County, and every one of those drains on the street end up going that way and that way, Gulf of Mexico or Tampa Bay. So That's where they go. They don't get recycled. Just to, just to clarify before we get out of here, I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think it's all big sugar. I think it's a contributing factor of a lot of things. It is. But just okay, to point I'll, out I'll go with one that. person. I'll nah. go with that. You know what? We can continue this conversation next weekend if you want to. Bring your boxing gloves and some tight shorts. I'll and, bring uh, Captain Pollard with me. You, hey, bring him. Bring him. Bring him on down. I'm off that weekend. And some real data. And some real data. All right. We got to take a break. We're, no, we're out of here, man. We're out of here. See you next weekend. Bye. See you guys.